I'm Michelle Morvan in the marketing department of Callaway's Nursery. Dallas-Fort Worth is our home. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Michelle, my friend, everybody's friend, Michelle. She is just the best it gets. Hey, everybody, you're kind of the best it gets, too. Thanks for tuning in this morning. Maybe you got a little bit of rain. Maybe you will get a little bit of rain. That's nice in August, and the temperatures are a little bit cooler than normal, and that's really nice in August. So, happy day. Thanks for uh, being here. Let's talk about the plants at your place. Let's talk gardening. We have all open lines right now. We have three lines that we utilize, and each of them is available to you. Now, we take obviously take calls in the order in which they come, and you could be first if you call right now. 800 288 WBAP 800-288-9227. We are broadcasting from the palatial studios of the Garden Program. It's actually a library table that I finished myself. <laughs> it's a four by a two by six, and uh, it isn't palatial. I got a trash can, got my laptop, got the equipment that my buddy set up for me, a clock that sometimes works. And I have Mike Bass at the other end of the uh, of the connection, and Mike is the class act of this deal. And uh, so we're here. We're here to talk gardening. Give me a call, won't you please? I need some calls. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. And if you happen to be in a Callaway's today, this is a great day to go to Callaway's because they're going to be cool and they're well-stocked and they have great people. They've just been to the big nursery expo, the trade show, and uh, I'll bet you they have truckloads that have arrived this week from things that they bought there. So get by Callaway's and tell them thanks for sponsoring my program. We always begin the Sunday morning broadcast with a visit with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Botanical Research Institute of Texas and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden. Steve is joining us live right now. Steve, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Uh, so I followed your lead last week and and used one of your plants, and that would be one of the uh, one of the new and exciting vincas, a tiny little thing. Uh, let's see if I can still remember. Soiree, uh, help me with a uh, kawaii, uh, which yes. means cute. It's a tiny one yes. about the size of a thumbtack when it blooms. Yes. And I see now that uh, that you're following purple. I had purple plants, my passion for purple in e-gardens. And you're doing purple, and purple, you can't talk enough about purple. What a useful color in the landscape. I love it. So you take your purple plants. Tell us about them. Well, I found that interesting. I read your e-newsletter this week and realized that we were both talking about purple the same week. So The same week because thing. they cool the landscape. They look so yes. beautiful. And your plants, uh, your plants may be better than my plants. Go for it. Well, it's a rich, beautiful color in the landscape that combines so well with other colors. But the first one I mention here is purple passion vine. This is Passiflora incarnata. This is an herbaceous vine. It's up to 25 feet long that climbs by tendrils or it sprawls along on the ground. It has intricate three-inch wide lavender or purple flowers produced on short stalks. And the petals and sepals support a fringe of wavy or crimped hair-like segments. It's a very interesting-looking flower. Mm-hmm. The pistil and stamens are also showy. It's named the passion vine because the flower parts represent different aspects of Christ's crucifixion or passion. Three-lobed deciduous leaves are dark green above and whitish below. The fruit is a large orange-yellow berry with edible pulp. And like some other passion vines, this one spreads by root suckers. 
It is widely distributed in the southeast, especially from Florida to Texas. And Alexa just came on, so let me move to another room. Oh, you're all right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, but this is a native vine here, and it's growing on one of the stone columns in the uh, lunar courtyard there behind the garden center. And it's just beautiful. This is a larval host plant for six species of butterflies, including the Gulf fritillary. And you want to plant this in full sun to part shade on a fence, trellis, or arbor. Yeah, I get calls from people who are all bent out of shape. Oh, my gosh, something's eating my passion vine. What am I going to do? And then when you tell them it's the Gulf fritillary and and it's going to turn into a, a mass of beautiful butterflies, sometimes it calms them down, usually. Yes. And then there are the other people, and you have to say, please don't. Please don't do what you know you can do. Please just don't do it. The vine will come back. Life will be wonderful, and think what beauty you're going to have out there in just a just a short while. And please don't. <laughs> don't do anything to harm the caterpillars. They are gorgeous. This is a pretty plant. It's, uh, it's, it's, I guess, I don't know if it's native or if it has naturalized in South Texas, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, common. one or the other. Yeah, yeah, it is. All right. Keep going. Flowers, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the second one is Duranta. Uh, this is a Texas superstar plant. This is a rapid-growing, dense shrub with small, glossy leaves and a profusion of pendulous racemes of small flowers with colors varying from light blue to purple. And we have one in in a very large pot in front of the garden center. The flowers are a deep purple. It's just beautiful, very striking. Uh, anyway, this is a root-hardy perennial in South Texas, but annual or tender perennial in most of the state. It is a zone nine plant. So we treat it as an annual here mm-hmm. and it uh, flowers best in full sun, blooms summer to frost. Again, it's good for beds or containers as we feature it in front of the garden center. I love your next one. It is one of my favorite sources of uh, purple or blue uh, flowers. And I remember right where I was standing when somebody introduced this plant to me. I like it that much. It's one of those pivotal moments for me in my landscape wow. color program. Go ahead. Well, that is Scivola or fanflower. It used to be called Australian fanflower because it is from Australia, but we call it Scivola. It's an annual that grows 8 to 10 inches tall and 20 to 24 inches wide. Uh, full morning sun with some shade in the afternoon is best for this annual. You want to plant it in well-drained, highly organic soil that is kept moist at all times. Uh, it's rarely visited by pests or insect, uh, by insects or diseases. Uh, although it comes in white and pink, the blue types, the blue forms, are the most popular and uh, make the best display, I think. Uh, this does well in hanging baskets, containers, window boxes, landscape beds. The flowers attract butterflies, bees, and other pollinating insects. I was uh, at Crump's Garden Center, now closed, and Joe Crump said, Neil, you got to see this. It just came from Australia. It was It was just called Blue Wonder then. It was before the improved form came out. And he said, we've grown it in baskets now for the last couple months for sale. And it was just a gorgeous hanging basket. I took it home, but took two of them home and put them mm-hmm. immediately into 16-inch pots on either side of our entryway. And it did wonderfully cascading over the pots. It looked great the moment I planted it. 
And mm. I've always bought it that way. I bought it as a hanging basket, used that as liners uh, for my big pots, and and just transformed them immediately into big uh, into big container plants. That's that is a beautiful plant, and the color of blue that you get from that mm-hmm. is so uh, rare in in flowers, yeah. and it's so heat tolerant. I've used it as a ground cover plant for the summertime. I love that plant. I just love that plant. I think you can tell that. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think yeah. so. So anyway, what uh, what do you have out in the garden for people to see? Well, we have a few exhibits up through the end of the year. Uh, stick work is up through the end of the year. This is a uh, it's a sculpture. It's an outdoor sculpture made of uh, interwoven branches of American elm and rough leaf dogwood. It is really interesting. You can walk through it, around it, peek through it, uh, and experience it in a wonderful way. And then we also had these little bee cups on display in the Fuller Garden. 3,000 of them, in fact, have been installed in the Fuller Garden, and they catch or capture irrigation water and hold them just for a little while, long enough, hopefully, for bees to come and drink from these cups. These are porcelain cups. We sell them in our gift shop. Britt sells them in its gift shop as well. And these cups are out in the garden through November 28th, so people can see them uh, on the grounds. Steve, sometime I would like to have you, when when there's a time that you don't have a lot of color and special plants you want to talk about, to tell us a little bit more about what the Botanical Research Institute of Texas is, why they exist, what what the average consumer uh, could gain yes. from Brit. So sometime yes. when you have a little time to do that, that could be in the winter, it could be some other time, or just maybe piecemeal a, a factoid each, uh, each week, whatever you want to do. Okay, well, good. That'd be great. What's the website of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? It is fwbg.org. All right. And 24-hour information phone line. That is 817-463-4160. All right. And that's a recording that you'll get on that one, folks. fwbg.org and then 817-463-4160. And most importantly, how do they find you? We are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. That's uh, that's it. That is the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, and it is a beautiful place to go. What a nice time to go with a, a slight uh, decrease in temperature. Oh, yeah. I, I really appreciate you, Steve. We'll talk to you next Sunday. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of both Brit and the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, sponsored today by the wonderful people at Wortham Brothers Roofing Company. As I said yesterday on KLIF, aren't you glad you have a Wortham Brothers roof when it starts raining? And it's going to rain more and more as fall approaches. Texas' premier roofing contractor serving the entire Metroplex with the finest in roofing since 1986, a second-generation family business. They have the experience of tens of thousands of roofs installed, one of them being the Sperry roof. They do composition roofs, clay and concrete tile, metal, slate roofs. They do beautiful slate roofs. New and residential re-roofing. If you're not sure if you need a new roof, if you're concerned that you might have some hail or wind damage to your roof, let them come out and do a roof inspection. There's no charge, and uh, it's better that you find out ahead of time, especially if you're getting ready to sell your house. You want to do the, the inspection on your terms and find out if there are problems on your terms and not be surprised by the other side's in home inspection. Wortham Brothers is happy to work alongside you. They are great. 972-562-5788. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, the website, wbroofing.com. Wortham Brothers Roofing Company, serving all of North Texas, 972 562 
5788. I'm Evan Brady with Callaway's Nursery in Little Elm. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of the program. And now back to Neil. Thank you, my friend Evan. Good guy there. Let me take my first call of the day. This will be ML from Kaufman. ML, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning to you, Neil. I'll t- I am so excited to talk to you. Well, thank I'm, you. You're I'm very be- kind. I'm beside myself. Oh, how kind. <laughs> I'm, I am one of the loyal, very loyal Neil Sperry listeners. I've got two of your books, and they're thank both you. just absolutely wonderful. Well, thank uh, you. Uh, let me get that. I'll get that out of the way, and then I. The, the problem that I'm having is a redbud tree that uh, is now two has been planted for two years, and uh, there were two of them. One of them has got really, really bad split bark, and it looks like it's it's rather deep in some places. And I noticed yesterday that there was a split on the the beginning part of a branch um it is um it's about i'd say it's about six and a half feet tall and um has lots of leaves on it and that kind of thing but i'm concerned about that and i don't really know what to do i don't know if i dig it up and start over again or what okay you say it has lots of leaves is the canopy full all the way around the the top of the tree or is is the side yes. where the splitting is occurring impacted no, in any it, way no i mean there there are a few leaves that have turned uh, brown on the very tip but the um you know the tree's very full that's not abnormal I mean, by this late in the season for redbud yeah. leaves to have a little browning here or there or yellowing. Um, yeah. Tell me about the splits. How deep are they? Do they just barely go into the bark, or do they go clear into the wood of the trunk? Uh, they're in the trunk mainly, and, I mean, they're they're deep. Uh, okay. They are, you know, I mean, it's 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 going to a di- even a different color in the, in the trunk. The lighter color? Yeah, or, or no, a darker color, and the, the light, the lighter color is on the on the surface, but it's it's um, you know it's really get it's really getting deep looking, and I, I just I'm just I'm really kind of a, a little bit panicked about it. Well, I wouldn't panic. You can't do much uh, can't much uh, do much about it, other than wait. I, there's nothing you can do to to help it at this point, uh, other than wait and see if the tree heals itself, see if it leaves out in the spring and is just as vigorous. Um, what direction is, is this all the way around the trunk or is it on one side yes. predominantly? No, it's all the way around. Okay. I don't know what would cause that. I'll be very honest. Uh, the tree, uh, the tree's botanical name is Cercis canadensis, meaning Canada. Mm-hmm. It is native to very cold areas. And, uh, therefore I don't think the cold last year, last February would have, uh, done anything to it? Did you see any of this splitting before that? Uh, no, I didn't. As a matter of fact, all right, there, I, I hadn't even thought about that. But no, I, I yeah. didn't. Well, I of course, a lot of our trees have <laughs> splitting bark this year as a result of the cold. A lot of the oaks, uh, ash, uh, maples, others, and and maples are are winter hardy way north. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there is a lot of bark splitting going on, and it may be that even though red buds are native to to uh, the northeastern United States and the northern Midwest, it may be that because it was so late in the winter that that your red bud was on its way to springtime and and got caught 
uh, in uh, in a, a state where it was just too far along. Uh, that may be the case. Let's wait and see what happens come spring. There's nothing you can do to fill those voids, those those gaps. There's nothing you can do to spray anything on it. It, it, it It's either going to heal itself or it's not going to, and you'll okay. know by spring. Um, okay. It doesn't sound like anything you uh, didn't do that you should have or that you did that you shouldn't have. I think it just <laughs> is a, an act of nature. Uh, it's the first call I've had on red buds with bark splitting. If you had called with a live oak and said, Neil, my live oak bark splitting, I'd say take a number. I've had at least uh, probably 500 calls on live oaks, but one now on red buds. My live oaks are doing great in the front yard. Well, drive around town. Drive around town and you'll see a lot that aren't. But red buds have come through quite well. I think just wait it out and see what happens. Okay. The, The fact that the canopy looks good is the most encouraging part of it all. It may form some new bark in there that will heal across those those gaps. Well, I, I, I'm going to take your word. <laughs> well, that's the only thing I have for you without seeing it. Now, it is possible that borers or something else could get into those, but there's not much you can do to prevent that or to help it. Uh, other right. than just, just give it the water. Fertilizer is not needed. Uh, just, just keep it moist. To keep it moist? Fertilizer is okay. not needed. Just keep it moist. Just keep it okay. watered. Yeah. I will do that. I promise. At a girl. Appreciate <laughs> you calling again. Thanks for the nice comments. Have a great day. Oh, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. That's my book, and I'd love to get it to you. I'll be signing books tonight. Boy, it's going to be nice out in the garage tonight. Lower temperatures. I can turn the fan on, but I don't have to turn it on full blast. This book is self-published, so I could really have the book I wanted to have for you. This is not the book with the cowboy boots on the cover. That one was last done uh, by the publisher in 1991, and I had no interest in going back and amending that book at all. This one is totally different. I self-published it, hired an editor, Carolyn Skye. She's great. Hired a graphic designer, Cindy Smith. She's great. And the three of us started from scratch and did this book the way we wanted it to be done. Chapter 2, for example, has never been in any book I've done before. It is a calendar, a 48-page calendar telling you what needs to be planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed in your landscape and in your garden each month of the year, four pages per month. It's not a wall calendar. doesn't have any dates on it. It just tells you what needs to be done in each month. That chapter alone will pay for the cost of this book. book's only thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, so I've set myself a low bar. People tell me, Neil, that's the best part of this book is that, that calendar, Chapter 2. But you then also have Chapters 3 through 11, which are incredibly detailed chapters on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. I worked a year on this book. And it has 344 pages, 840 of my photos, printed in Texas, and uh, signed in my garage, and mailed directly to you. This is Small Business America, folks. It's a self-published hardback book. It's uh, I didn't uh, I chose not to put it in stores and not to put it on Amazon because I wanted to sign every copy. Satisfaction completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. Sixty-seven thousand copies sold. And not one request to date. 
for a refund. Here are the two ways you can buy it. Call my office Monday through Friday. That's one way, not the better way, but it is one way. And that's at 800-752-GROW. 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it right now online at my website at neilsperry.com. N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y. We had foundation repairs at the Sperry House several years ago, so I called my friends. I did the same thing I'm suggesting you do. I called Advanced Foundation Repair. They came to our home. Their estimates are always free. Their work is affordable. It always is, not just for me, for you as well. Give them a call, 214-333-0003. If you need foundation help, it's Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Pastor Tommy, and uh, sharingtheheart.org is the website. Big event there this evening with a bunch of the church organizations joining together at the uh, hub, the youth building outdoors, and uh, it's a sign-up night. And if you'd like to see all about that or just to join the live stream at 10.05, all the details are at sharingtheheart.org. That's our church. First United Methodist Church, downtown McKinney. Homegrown goodness, that's what Mueller is all about. Mueller's been producing quality steel buildings, quality metal roofing right here in Texas for 90 years. They started back in the Depression. Now you can grow a Mueller greenhouse right in your own backyard. They're easy to assemble. Bolt-together greenhouses come in a variety of sizes from 6 by 9 way up to 12 by 21. Go for that big one. That's a great size. They feature a galvanized steel frame with more than 30 designer trim colors from which to choose. With hail-resistant polycarbonate panels, lockable walk doors and windows, a Mueller greenhouse will let the sun shine in while it protects your plants year-round. Don't let the weather ruin what you've worked so hard to produce. Get yourself a great greenhouse from a great Texas-grown company. Visit Mueller online, M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Go to MuellerInc.com or give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553. MuellerInc.com, Mueller Greenhouses. Neil Sperry and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. I'm Chad Chipman with Callaway's in North Fort Worth. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Chad, very, very much. That is an announcer voice, isn't it? He's good. Let me uh, give you just a quick tip before we join the newscast. And that quick tip is that, and and uh, to Mike and Dallas and Ron and Joshua, I'm coming to you right on the other side of the news. Please don't give up on me. Uh, quick tip is uh, how important it is with your oaks just to stay the course for most of them. Now, there are live oaks that have lost 90% of their leaf canopy. Uh, you look at them and they're bare or almost bare, and they're beginning to lose big pieces of bark. 
those live oaks probably are not going to make it. I'll just be candid with you. Uh, I see them. I know they're there. It's probably 5 or 10% of the live oaks in town. And if you have one like that, you might want to contact your certified arborist and have him or her take a look at the tree and determine whether it needs to be taken down or whether you can wait. At 50% of the leaf canopy, in other words, the tree is just kind of sparse, um, but still pretty healthy, uh, that tree's probably going to recover and do well, especially if there's no bark lost. Uh, at less than 50%, the more loss you have, the more likely it is the tree's not going to make it. At above 50%, that's probably going to make it and do fine. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Don't be peeling that bark off and don't do anything silly like trying to tie it back in place. Bark is a dead tissue, and uh, it once it separates, there's nothing you can do to put it back in place. If you see some insects living back there, they're just finding a safe harbor. They're not causing the problem. They're not making it any worse. So that's just uh, just a few facts to remember. Wild Birds Unlimited. This is a great pair of stores. They join together. Or it's uh, three stores of the of the chain that join together to present my radio broadcasts, and I am mighty proud to have them. Wild Birds Unlimited, and they invite you in to learn about hummingbirds and to get all your hummingbird supplies and other bird feeding and bird identifying, bird watching needs. Love these stores. There are three of them. I'll give you the address in just a minute. Let me tell you, if you have a youngster going into a science class this fall, go ahead and get started teaching the, uh, the, the beauty and the joys of nature to that youngster, whether it's a child or a grandchild. Help them identify birds and uh, keep a record. Get yourself a nice birding book and then just put a little check mark by each bird that you identify in your backyard or as you travel together. That's a lot of fun as well. Wild Birds Unlimited will help you with that. The Dallas store, this is David's store, is just barely west of the tollway by about a block on Lover's Lane, on the north side of Lover's Lane. Specifically, it's 5715 West Lover's Lane next to Nicholson Hardy Nursery and Garden Center. The East Dallas store is is Mockingbird, northwest corner of Abrams. And that's Ron's store. And that store's been there a long time. Ron was one of the first. That's a wonderful store. At 6333 East Mockingbird Lane. And then Birdie's store in my hometown of McKinney at 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway and right beside Tom Thumb. Well, actually, it's separated by the Hallmark store. So that gives you a lot to go on on those three stores, and they are my sponsors. Let them show you their other feeders and other feeding supplies. I just got a bunch of feed for our wild birds in our backyard. Bringing people and nature together in the best of ways, it's Wild Birds Unlimited. Hear about it. Talk about it. Right here. They're going to be ineffective on this immigration issue, and they're going to use it to their benefit. What's going to happen? News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. Neil Spray's eGardens, my uh, weekly, free weekly newsletter, comes from my computer directly to your email box every Thursday night, just a little after 6 p.m. I think you'll enjoy eGardens very, very much. It is a, a garden section type of a newsletter where I always have a featured question of the week, I always have a uh, featured plant of the week, and I always have gardening this weekend where I outline the things that you need to be doing in the ensuing uh, four, three or four days. That's what eGardens is all about. I 
write most of it. I think you'll enjoy it very, very much. If you'd like to see what eGardens looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it. That's neilsperry.com. I'll have a story. I was uh, up early this morning writing the story on pre-emergent weed control products and their application, the timing and the importance. And uh, I worked on that for about an hour this morning. I was a little late getting to the station because I was trying to finish it up. And that will be in this week's eGardens. Take a look at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. 99 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now on WBAP. And WBAP.com. Flash floods in El Paso killed a woman and forced evacuations in affected neighborhoods. I'm Dennis Martin at the Preservation Tree Services, WVAP, 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. And early uh, only left lane is squeezing past right now in eastbound I-30 at Ferguson Road. Other accidents closed eastbound I-20 between Crowley Road and Hemphill Street. You have a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of southbound Highway 190, the Bush Turnpike at I-30. And a disabled v- uh, 18-wheeler is blocking two left lanes of northbound 45 at Live Oak Street. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Mostly cloudy today with scattered showers and thunderstorms. Mainly this afternoon, high temperatures should reach 91 degrees. We'll hit the mid-70s tonight. Tomorrow, Monday, variable clouds with another chance for afternoon showers and storms. Monday's high, 92. 76 degrees, lots of clouds right now. A storm system that stalled for days over West Texas dumped a large amount of rain in the El Paso area and caused a flash flood that left a woman dead. Six inches of rain fell on El Paso in just two days. The city usually averages eight and a half inches of rain a year. El Paso police say a 65-year-old woman was killed or two-year-old granddaughter hurt when the flash flood caused the wall of their home to collapse on top of them. Fans of vintage railroading got something of a treat this weekend when the Union Pacific Railroad brought one of the few remaining big boy steam locomotives to Fort Worth. That huge locomotive will be pulling out of Fort Worth this morning. It's heading south to Houston. From the WBAP 24-7 News Desk, I'm Dennis Martin. Next update is at 9 o'clock. 24-7 news coverage at WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. Let me tell you about Arborological Services. Let me tell you how proud I am to tell you about Arborological Services and uh, invite you to give them a call for all of your tree work. Their phone number is 866-552-7267. Make note of that number. It sounds like some big impersonal national company that you'll be getting. That could not be farther from the truth. They are strictly local. They serve the Dallas and Fort Worth area, a little bit of, uh, well, the southern half of Denton and Collin counties. That's their service area. Always has been. Actually, there was a time when I started doing it for Steve Hauser and his folks where I just had a corridor, a V-shaped corridor up Central Expressway. The reason for that has been, uh, and, and in Steve's own words, we want to maintain the quality of our work. Simple as that. 
He is all about doing the best tree work anybody can do, and they do that. They do that because they have 12 International Society of Arboriculture certified arborists on their team, 12 of them. They have three Texas Arborists of the Year on their team, three of them. Most companies don't have any. They have three. A lot of companies don't have any certified arborists. In fact, there's a company that is trying its best to uh, rip off the name of Arborological Services and sound like them. They have used, they've come up with a word that is very close. Be very careful. If it doesn't have the, the, the second half of the name is logical, then that's the other company. You, you need to make sure that you have certified arborists working. Steve is all about bringing his industry up. And if you're dealing with another company that's a good company with certified arborists, you're good. That's fine. He, he'll pat you on the back and say, thank you for doing that. But if you if you don't have a certified arborist, get one, and you can get 12 of them at Arborological Services. I love this company. Can you tell that? And uh, an 11-time Texas State Tree Climbing Champion, a North American Tree Climbing Champion, Miguel Paston is, in 2015. Oh, my gosh. This company's good. Again, that phone number, now that you really want it, 866 866- Five five two seven two six seven. Facebook Arborological Services Inc. Twitter at the Tree Experts. On the website, it's arborological.com. And on my tongue, it is Arborological Services. Whenever you're out and about, take us along. Just download the WBAP app. Wherever you want us, whenever you want us. News Talk eight twenty WBAP WBAP.com. Whiskey Stone, my friends, and the greatest stone yard you'll ever find anywhere. 22 acres in size, leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. Everybody likes this father and son team. Everybody respects their knowledge of the stone uh, industry, and everybody appreciates their support. Now, they have a, a list of landscape contractors who can do any kind of installation that you need. You say, well, I don't know how to put uh, a uh, the, the pool decking, the, the surface around my pool down, using that beautiful stone that I just uh, saw at Whiskey Stone. They will say, no problem. We can give you three referrals. They'll come out and give you bids. That's the way it works. I don't know how to put in a retaining wall that won't collapse on me. Uh, No problem. We'll give you three uh, referrals that serve your area. They'll be happy to come out and and give you bids and so forth all the way down. Retaining walls, no challenge. Walks, no challenge. Driveways, no challenge. You want to build uh, uh, some kind of a a decorative, uh, uh, for example, fountain. They do that. They know the people. They don't have a team, you know, a construction team. They know the construction teams that are the best in North Texas. Now, you want to go out and see the stone, though, and a lot of these projects are do-it-yourself projects. I love doing this, and you will, too. Quiz Q Stone, open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth, 817 429 0822 quiz 
hyphen q.com that's the website hey you remember christmas is for caring that we do here at christmas for the denton state sport living center they are major league involved in that that's the kind of people they are whiz hyphen q.com 817-429-0822 and 4501 east loop 820 south southeast fort worth whiz q stone let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Nathan Smith from the Mansfield Store, and now back to Neil. Nathan, could you speed it up just a little for me? <laughs> He's good. Thank you, Nathan. Let's go back to the phone lines as promised. From now, we have Mike in Dallas. Mike, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Really I'm well. Thank you. So, Neil, I'm going to rely on your cacti knowledge. I'm hoping you can help me out here. Okay. Well, I have a tree cactus that I bought about a year ago. It's about a four-footer. You know, this cactus is a, is a serious cactus. I'm pretty sure it's a tree cactus. I went online and looked at the thousands of different kinds of cacti, and this one resembles it most closely. All right, and when you said serious, you are spelling it C-E-R-E-U-S, meaning it, it is in that oh, genus. It's very nicely done, my friend. Nicely done. Yeah, okay. Just double-checking. So, I, um, so I, oh, during the period of snow, like I said, this is a big cactus, very difficult to move off of the balcony. It, it's on a north-facing balcony. It's been doing very well. Uh, during the snow, I covered it with a sheet of plastic and put a, a warmer underneath it to keep some of my larger potted plants warm during this snow, and everybody seemed to make it fine. Only when I took the the, the Viz Queen off, I noticed that it had abraded the top of this tree cactus. I just hoped that wasn't going to be anything fatal. Well, about a month later, two smaller tree cactuses began to shoot off of that abraded area. Mm-hmm. They are now about one and a half feet long, each of them, and they seem to be somewhat tenuously attached. There doesn't will seem be. to be a real robust attachment. Yeah. So we had some wind yesterday. I uh, went out and I could see that they had. It looked. They looked like like peace sign fingers. Think of that at the top of the cactus. Okay. And now they are now they are further apart. Uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the weight and and the the weight of them now. And again, their tenuous attachment to this to this rather small top on this cactus. So this morning I I sort of tied them together so they wouldn't there wouldn't be so much shear on that on that little joint, but you know obviously that's a temporary solution and and I'm I'm looking for help of what I should do here I I don't know where to go from here. And I'd really All right, like my to- my guess would be, uh, and I I think you're probably right on the genus. Um, there are lots of upright serious. Uh, uh, species and they're beautiful. Uh, I always when when people and the reason I spelled that was uh, there are a lot of people who mistake some of the upright euphorbias, uh, the 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 spiny euphorbias from the eastern hemisphere, and and call them casually cacti, and and they're handled somewhat differently than than true cacti. That all the all the cacti are native to the western hemisphere, and and these are these are as far as I know, I don't think they're winter hardy, so I'm glad you had it covered, but it probably still got cold enough that it had a bit of the problem, and that's what you're seeing. 
when I have one that, that has some kind of damage, what mine normally don't have cold damage, they may get bumped into and, and damaged at the top and they start doing exactly what you're describing. And I've seen many times what you're describing where you have these odd things, odd shoots coming out and you say, I don't think that's going to hold on very long. Binding them together so they support one another is only temporary, as you said, because eventually it will girdle into the uh, place that you have the wrap, and that won't be good, and it, it yes, uh, only can hold for a while. What I normally do with mine is I will sever those down where they come off the main plant, the, the main original stem, and I'll lay them out on a I'll just if it's in my greenhouse, I'll lay them out on the on the bench uh, on a piece of newspaper and let them air dry for several weeks, and then pot them up as if they had roots into a really porous potting soil that's maybe half perlite and half peat moss, uh, and and put a couple of inches down into the into the mix or three inches into the the clay pot uh, and and let them root into that and grow, and then I'll have a plant just like Mama was coming along i'll have two of them in your case that works and then then i might cut mama way back and let her start out from clear down near the ground um with a with a new plant because there are a lot of roots there and and it will shoot up new growth Uh, so that's that's another option sometimes you can take the mother uh, trunk the mother stem and cut it into sections kind of like we would do with a diefenbachia stem to to propagate it and root each of those. Maybe they'd only be three or four inches long. You just have to be very careful to stick the correct end down into the potting mix and have the, the part that was up, up, you know, afterwards, because it's going to look exactly, it could, could possibly look very similar. You could get them inverted ac- accidentally. But that's, that's one thing you would do. But um, otherwise, I don't think you're going to like the results if you leave them up there in the air to flip-flop around. No, sir. It sounds like so. How does one how does one sever those? Does it, with a single edge razor blade or an exacto knife or the sharpest pocket knife you ever had, or the gift that I got my wife for Christmas last year, a, an Ernest Werther uh, table knife. That's huh. that was our wedding gift fifty four years ago. Was was uh, steak knives, and I bought some uh, other knives from them. I, they're wonderful up in Dover, Ohio. That's just a shameless plug. I never saw it. Anybody could make better knives. <laughs> so, Neil, just just to make sure I understand, yeah. what I want to do is cleanly sever those with something. Very yeah, and hard. you'd you'd cut into the piece that uh, the into the new little stem. How long are these now? They're about uh, one is about uh, fourteen to sixteen inches, and the yeah. other one's probably about. About the same, a little shorter, not a lot. All right, you may not want all fourteen or sixteen inches. You may want to. You may want to take come up on that by an inch away from the mother stem, and okay. and uh, or you know you're still in the taper where it comes out, and yes, uh, and then just let that dry until it calluses completely over. You don't want to stick it right away like you would other cuttings. You would let that. You would let the place where it was severed dry. Dry for a, a week or two. About a week or two. Just mm-hmm. put the, I can put those say in the garage. Do they do they need sunlight? Will they require any of that, or do I just can I put them in the garage on a, on my bench? Uh, yeah, you could. Not in not in a really dark spot. I uh, in my okay. greenhouse. I just lay them right beside the the plant. I and, uh, be careful understand. not to not to water them. Yeah. 
Okay, so, and then, so you you say you do water them, you do not? No, I am careful not to. You're careful not to. Yeah. And then when they when they develop a, a crust, if you will, or a hard surface where the where I severed them, then I put them in a nice loose soil mixture. Uh, yeah, fifty percent peat moss and fifty percent perlite. And then from that point on, you water them and, and let them grow. And the crust is not, it's more like a scab. It's, it's not, it's a very thin scab. I better run. I'm getting way behind. I promised Ron I'd get to him before I took another break. But, but, Partner, uh, sure but that should sure get you going. Sure. Hey, I appreciate your call, Mike. Good luck with them. All right. Thanks. You bet. Thank you. Let's go to Ron and Joshua. And Ron, I, I do have one more break I need to get to, but you have been long, long suffering there on the phone. How can I help you? I called you four weeks ago, Neil, from Colorado. I've got one more week here. I had an armyworm problem. They are back. You are correct that it did get greener. My yard guy sprayed them Thursday or Friday again. Mm-hmm. And my second issue question is more important is he says I've got moles. Oh, boy. So traps down for the moles. He said the moles are smarter than the traps and the trapper. They they won't engage, so they go burrow some other direction. So my big question is what do I do about moles, buddy? Well, uh, all you can do is um, all you can do is continue trapping. They're not smarter. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know your trapper. <laughs> Maybe you need another trapper. <laughs> Maybe so. He says he has not. He has not trapped any of them yet. <laughs> well, I, I think maybe I better not talk much more. <laughs> that is the that is the only recommendation that that I have. I have never lived where moles live. I've always lived in the worst, godforsaken soils anywhere in the world, in the heavy black clay soil, and moles won't come near me. So I don't have any firsthand experience. But all of the written material that I've ever seen. Uh, just limits it to to traps, uh, the ultrasonic things, the ultrasound, all of that stuff. That's all hocus pocus. Uh, run okay. from that. The uh, the miraculous plants run from those, uh, but the traps are are bona fide. I'll tell you what you need to do, and you can do this. Uh, you don't have to be back in Texas to do this. Uh, do uh, a, a Google search for wildlife management moles and put the keyword at the very front end of that university. University uh, Wildlife Management uh, Control Moles, and it'll show you okay. what every university has, and you'll see the the really good results from scientists, not from not from backyard enthusiasts okay. who think that uh, if you put cayenne pepper down there, they'll go away. All right, is it unusual for for armyworms to come back this quick in a month? No, not unusual at all. Okay, that's typical. Yeah, All right, bud, thank they're you they're very mobile. It's it's moths that are laying the eggs, and so they're they're coming back from over there somewhere. I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Thanks, Neil. Look how fast the Taliban came back. Army worms are just about <laughs> like that. So anyway, well, not yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. So anyway, good right. deal. Thanks for the call. Yeah, it's not humorous. I know. I didn't intend it to try to be. Uh, Jim and Burnham will be our next call up on the uh, other side of this break. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Your go-to garden reference. I hope, I hope it will be. I self-published it so you'd have everything that I thought you needed. After, after doing four other books, I decide, you know what? I'm tired of, uh, publishers who just really want to think about cutting the cost of the book so they can maximize the dollar to the investors. Okay. Uh, I was tired of one company that went out of business. 
I was tired of another company that pulled the plug after I'd worked on a book for a year. Those are not very fulfilling emotionally. And so I decided I'm just going to self-publish this thing. I, I know I'd have to, I knew at that time I'd have to pay all the bills ahead of time. Nobody wants you if, you, if you're self-publishing, they don't want to trust that you'll pay your bill afterwards. Maybe the book won't sell. And so I took my chance and it's been wonderful and I appreciate that. Um, Carolyn Skye and I had worked together. She'd been editor of my magazine. She'd been a screener of this program. And I had known her a long time. She was an accomplished editor in a major university, a senior editor, and had great credentials. And she's my friend. Talked to her just a couple days ago. And Cindy Smith had, had laid out my calendar for years and years uh, when we did the annual Texas Gardening Calendar. And she is a dear friend still. We work on a lot of projects together, all three of us. So that was the team that put the book together. 11 chapters that cover all aspects of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas. If you'd like to get a copy, I will sign it for you. I'll sign it in my garage tonight. And I'll have it in the mail at the post office tomorrow. It's only thirty-six ninety-five plus tax and postage. I'm hard-headed. I didn't want to put it in stores. Didn't want to put it on in, on uh, Amazon. I know you don't get to see it before you buy it, and that's not good. But on the other hand, I guarantee your satisfaction with it, even if I've signed it, and um, you know you get a hundred percent refund if you don't like it, and that's sticking my neck out. So I'll meet you halfway on it, thirty six ninety five plus tax and postage, and uh, you'll have it within just a few days. Order from neilsperry.com. That's the best way to order it. It's about the only way. That or call my office. My office number is 800-752-GROW. It'll be open tomorrow between 9 and 5 weekdays. 800-752-GROW. 4769, but the better way is at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Callaway's Nursery sponsors this entire hour. They have for many years, and I thank them for that, and I hope you will, too. Visit your local Callaway's Nursery today and discover their vast selection of shrubs. Shrubs like Desperado Texas Sage, Baby Gem Boxwood, Dwarf Yopan Holly, and so many more. Plant shrubs to add beauty and diversity to your landscape and then enjoy their other benefits. Shrubs provide texture and color in summer. They serve as windbreaks in the winter, in some cases, and if needed. The environment even benefits as shrubs filter dust and pollution. They provide shelter for food and birds, and many attract hummingbirds and butterflies. Shrubs can reduce erosion from heavy water runoff. And most importantly, shrubs add beauty and value to your home. Callaways will even plant your shrubs for you using their pick-and-plant service. You pick the plants, and you stay cool while Callaways does the work. I mentioned yesterday on KLIF, that sounds harsh, but uh, that's what they want. It's especially convenient with larger plants like shrubs. You can always count on Callaways to bring you the very best. 
and everything is backed with their 100% satisfaction guarantee. A better garden begins with better plants, and that's exactly what you'll find at Callaway's Nursery. Visit their breezy open-air store in your local community or order online. Use their convenient curbside pickup and delivery. Texas Certified and Master Certified Nursery Professionals. Open seven days a week from 9 to 6. Visit their newest Dallas locations on Greenville Avenue and Lemon Avenue. Callaway's Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaway's.com. We at Callaway's are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Marshall Sapolsky from the North Arlington Callaway's. We're proud to be sponsoring this segment of Neil Spray's Texas Gardening. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Marshall. And we are up against the news at this end. And so we're going to, Jim and Burnham, if you'll hang on with me through the news, I think we have some fine-tuning we need to do of what you're looking for, and I'll do that. We have another hour of the program up until 10 o'clock today, so stay tuned, please. We'll be right back. 